Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Worship at Balhelvy Church. We're glad you can join us this morning for our online worship. We're continuing in our series of uh, three sermons looking at the essential prayers, help, thanks, and wow. And today we are looking at thanks, and our opening hymn picks up on that theme. It's called Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. Let's worship God together.
Let's join our hearts together in prayer now. Let us pray. Lord, thank you that however life changes around us, however we change, as life goes on, we have in you someone who knows our hearts through and through and in whose presence we can rest secure. And for that, we are genuinely grateful. Thank you for your faithfulness towards us, for being there when life is good and there are reasons to celebrate, when the daily round of life is pleasing and we draw a deep satisfaction from the simple things that fill our days. Thank you for being there when the shadows come, when trouble darkens our threshold, worries cloud our vision, or storms come out of nowhere to threaten our security and stability. And thank you for being there when we don't deserve it, when we willfully choose the wrong. Lord, you don't withdraw your love when we fail. You don't leave us in the darkness of our own shady choices. Instead, you wait and watch for us to recognise the poor decisions that we've made, to understand their origins and realise again just how much we need your spirit and your guidance if we're to live well and wisely in this world. Father, you know our hearts this morning. You know them better than we do ourselves. So hear us as in a moment of silence we examine our lives and bring before you whatever it is we need to be saying to you this morning. Help. Thanks. Wow. Or maybe forgive me. Guide me. Sustain me. Whatever's in our hearts, Lord, we take a moment just to bring that to you now in the quiet. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Lord, for this promise of forgiveness and the promise that you are with us in all that life brings, we give you our thanks. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, praying in the words that he taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our readings this morning are taken from the book of the Psalms, Psalm number 100, and also Psalm 42, reading verses 1 to 6. And Malcolm Ross is going to read for us. This is Psalm 100, a psalm for giving thanks. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name. For the Lord is good and love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalm 42 As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Monday past was one of those grim, foggy days where it never seems to get properly light. And for most of Monday, I felt that that fog was inside my head as well. Anne Lamott wants us to think about thankfulness today. Her three one-word prayers are help, thanks and wow, and we're on week two. So thanks it is. The only problem is, and I don't think I'm alone in this just now, I can't say that I'm feeling especially thankful. So thanks a bunch, Anne Lamott. Chances are you've all seen the illustration where you get someone out to the front of the church and you give them something heavy to hold on to, a rucksack or a pile of heavy books, something like that. And it's okay for the first half minute or so, but as the minutes drag on, it just gets harder and harder to keep holding that thing up. That's COVID, isn't it? It's taken a toll on all of us, the uncertainty, the anxiety, the isolation, the worries about jobs and money and health and family, let alone how things are going to pan out in the future. We've been carrying all of that solidly for the last eight months and it's hard. And we know we need to be counting our blessings and we know things aren't as bad as they might be and we know that there's a lot to be thankful for. But my guess is that most of us aren't really feeling that just now. And the fact that since the clock's changed, it's now getting dark at four in the afternoon doesn't help much. And neither does Monday morning fog. So if we're going to talk about thankfulness, that's where we need to begin. 
with our real experience because our real lives are the only place where the good news can actually reach us. Faith, as I've said recently several times, never happens above the grid of life. So let's start with real life. You've lost your wallet or your purse. You hunt in all your pockets, you look in all the usual places. You revisit them at least twice more because you can't quite believe that you've been so careless and misplaced something quite as important as your purse or your wallet. And you're starting to get a little cross and worried about things. You rethink your movements. You consider picking up the phone to ring the shops that you'd visited. You wonder if you're going to have to cancel your credit cards and how soon you might have to do that if you can't find them. You decide to check the car and it's not there either. But as you're getting out, something makes you slip your hand down the side of the driver's seat and to your absolute delight, there it is. It must have fallen out of your handbag or your pocket when you were driving. And if you're anything like me, the prayer on your lips amidst the relief is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's the same prayer. When you're already late and you get the last available parking space, you say thank you, even though you know that God probably has better things to do with his time than micromanage your parking requirements. Or when you hear the front door open and close quietly in the wee small hours and you know that they're back home far later than had been agreed, but safe. It's the same wordless prayer that you breathe out. Thank you. It's a lot more heartfelt maybe when the medical scans come back more positive than you had dared to hope for. Or you hear that the new baby that you were waiting for has arrived in the world safely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And what's interesting is that it isn't just people of faith who pray those kinds of prayers. Agnostics and unbelievers often join in too. Our gut response in moments like these is to thank someone or something beyond ourselves even if we're not sure who or what that thing might be. And so people thank their lucky stars or their guardian angels. They thank goodness or they thank heavens. It's become quite trendy, quite Hollywood to thank the universe for the good things that come in to our lives. All of which is a poetic way of saying we're not quite sure who to thank, but we're thankful. And I want to bless those folk for recognising that inclination within themselves. But I would also want to lead them to the person, and it is a person, to whom they owe their thanks. Who's bringing good in the universe. Psalm 100 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. 
his faithfulness continues throughout all generations. We all have this inclination to thank. But as Christians, we know that our prayers of thanks don't float off aimlessly into the atmosphere like helium balloons. They reach the ears of a God who knows our names and our lives, our hopes and our struggles. Our reaching out to him in thanks strengthens our relationship with him. And we need that strengthening because we're never promised an easy ride in life. There will be ups and there will be downs. But it is the same God who's with us and for us in all of it. As I was preparing for today, inspiration came in the most unlikeliest of sources, the Anglican prayer book. Who'd have thought it? Inspiration from the Piskies and my thanks to them. Some of you may well know these words very well. They come from the Anglican Eucharistic liturgy. The priest says, the Lord be with you. And the congregation say, and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. At all times and in all places, not just when we feel like it. Those are challenging words, especially in days like these. Life is a roller coaster. Sometimes thankfulness is close to the surface. Sometimes the fog clears and you wake to an amazing sunrise or you go for a walk on one of those glorious autumn days when there's not a cloud in the sky and there's a golden carpet of leaves beneath your feet. You reflect on life and by and large things are going well with the people you love and care for. You're in a good place and you don't take it for granted. You give thanks and you need to give yourself a little credit for doing so. It's often the case that God is furthest from people's minds when things are going well. But you remember. You remember the one who is the source of all that you love in life. And you give him thanks in your own particular way in Walt Whitman's barbaric yop or in Brother Lawrence's little lifting of the heart. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you turn to God with a thankful heart and respond to his grace with your gratitude. Giving thanks where it's due. Back in the days when folk got holidays and could travel, we would often head to Tyree in the Western Isles for our holidays, as you well know. And driving in Tyree is a piece of cake, as long as you watch out for the sheep and the cyclists. There are no traffic lights, 
There are no roundabouts, there are no zebra crossings. All the roads are single track, except the one that goes through the metropolitan conurbation of Scarnish, which actually has two lanes and a dotted line in the middle separating them. So visiting drivers very quickly have to adapt to looking out for and using the many wee passing places that allow you to pull in and let the oncoming traffic get past you. And there is an unwritten rule in the island that as the, car, as the cars pass, the drivers should acknowledge one another as a way of saying thanks. Thanks for pulling in, my friend. No problem. Thanks for noticing my courteous driving. And then on you go. When uh, our family were younger, we counted at least five ways of expressing that thanks. We even named them. They are the nod of appreciation, the finger of thanks, the palm of gratitude, the lights of enlightenment, and the honk of happiness. There may be more than that, but any one of those five does the trick on Tyree. And after two weeks of driving around with that degree of courtesy, it does my head in when you return to the mainland and people are cutting you up or tailgating you or don't even bother to give you a thank you wave when you show them a little courtesy on the road and let them out into the traffic. I can't judge. Who knows what's going on in their minds? Maybe it's ignorance, maybe learning to thank people properly and think of the other just wasn't part of their upbringing. Or maybe they're justifiably preoccupied. Maybe they have more important things weighing their minds down than mere road manners. When you're feeling down and low and preoccupied, thankfulness to others or to God tends to dry up. It's hard to lift your mind out of the trenches that it digs for itself with worry or sadness. It's hard to see above the bunker of your own troubles and concerns sometimes. Faith doesn't protect us from those kind of experiences. And Psalm 42, which is a counterpoint to Psalm 100, is about as honest as it gets when it comes to voicing those kinds of feelings. This is what the psalmist says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. It sounds quite melancholy, doesn't it? But did you notice the hope that's contained in those words? In these dark days that the psalmist is living through, he determines to stay close to God. He doesn't drift away or keep his distance. Instead, he pours out his soul with brutal honesty in the full knowledge that God can take it. The truth is, God demands it. He hates pretending of any kind, but he cherishes our honesty. And so the psalmist owns it. All the hurt and suffering and loneliness that he's feeling. But as he gives it back to God, 
a strange thing happens. He gets a little distance from it. He gets enough breathing space to be able to look at his situation from a different perspective and he becomes his own comfort and his own counsellor. Why are you downcast, O my soul, he says. Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. And so hope becomes a lit candle, pushing back the darkness and rekindling thankfulness in his weary heart. Things won't always stay this way. And with God there is always hope and a new day. Anne Lamott says the same kind of thing in her own pithy way in her chapter on thanks. She says domestic pain can be searing and it is usually what does us in. It's almost indigestible. Death, divorce, old age, drugs, brain damaged children, violence, senility, unfaithfulness. Good luck with figuring it all out. It unfolds and you experience it and it's so horrible and endless you could almost give up a dozen times. But grace can be the experience of a second wind when even though what you want is clarity and resolution, what you get is stamina and poignancy and the strength to hang on. And if you hang on long enough and you let time and grace and friends do their healing slow work, thanks will rise again like snowdrops pushing up through the cold winter January soil. Sometimes thankfulness comes easily. Sometimes it's hard earned and we have to delve deep to find it. But the God that we turn to with our thanks, the God we know and name, does not change like shifting shadows. His love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations and so it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give him thanks and praise. Amen. We're going to join together now as Ian McKenzie leads us in our prayers for others. Heavenly Father, at this time we may not be gathered together. However, we wish to worship together, from where we are and as we are, knowing that you can hear us all. Let us pause for a moment and take time to reflect on all we need to thank you for, such things that we take for granted. Eyes that see, ears that hear, mouths and lips that talk, brains that think, feet that allow us to walk. 
Father, we know not everyone is blessed with all these gifts, and that when some gifts are denied, other senses are made more alert. We thank you for that. God, we thank you for the gifts you have placed upon us, and we endeavour to use our talents to strengthen our communities and show love for one another. The coronavirus restrictions has impacted on our ability to meet in groups and continues to create uncertainty to when we will be able to have normal access to our church buildings. We thank you for the willingness and the hard work of the volunteers who are keeping the church buildings going here in Belhelvi and everywhere during this pandemic. We thank you for the technology and for our church leaders who have grasped the new technology and have been able to allow us to continue with worship online. We are very fortunate in Belhelvi and having Paul and his family who have been marvellous in the use of the technology and so much to the forefront with this. Father, we thank you for the love you have embedded in our hearts and in our lives. We pray for all those who have little love in their lives, those who are lonely and afraid, those who are addicted and trapped, those who have suffered the loss of a family member and have been unable to share their grief because of the restrictions of the pandemic. We pray for those whose relationships have shattered into tiny pieces. We ask you to be with those facing financial hardship. God, with your love, help us to hold them close. We pray for those who love the wrong things, those for whom money or possessions are God, and where greed has taken over. Those who love only for gaining the approval of others, flattery or power, those who can only love themselves, and where bitterness or hurt has been made them inward-looking. God of love, help us to unlock their hearts. We bring before you those who are persecuted, for truth or oppressed, because they take a stand for justice. Those who face discrimination because of skin colour, gender sexuality, religion or class. Father, we pray for our politicians and leaders and ask you to guide them to the correct decisions as we tackle this virus. Help them put politics aside and work for the betterment of everyone here and around the world. This week's announcement of a possible vaccine for the virus has lifted so many hearts and minds. We want to thank you for the support you have given the hard-working scientists, health workers and brave volunteers who tested the vaccine, which has aided in such a quick breakthrough. This pandemic has awakened the fact we need one another. People have responded and are much more willing to help each other. Our communities will be much stronger because of this. So we give thanks with a grateful heart. We ask all this through your Son, Jesus Christ, our friend and Saviour, in whom we placed our trust. Amen.
Our closing hymn this morning is called I Will Always Bless the Lord. Let's sing to God's praise. I will always bless the Lord Praise His name and love His word Humble folk will fill with joy As in God I glory Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen.